Good morning and welcome to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright. Happy to be with you on this Tuesday morning, August 22nd, the day we remember the coronation of Mary as Queen of Heaven. So with our morning offering this morning, we will also pray the Hail Holy Queen on this wonderful feast day. We pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins for the intentions of all my relatives and friends and in particular for the intentions of the holy father amen hail holy queen mother of mercy our life our sweetness and our hope to thee do we cry poor banished children of eve to thee do we send up our sighs mourning and weeping in this valley of tears Turn then, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray, Almighty and everlasting God, who by the working of the Holy Spirit didst prepare the both body and soul of the glorious Virgin Mother Mary, that she might deserve to be made a worthy dwelling for thy Son. Grant that we who rejoice in her memory may, by her loving intercession, be delivered from present evils and from lasting death through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Once again, good morning to you and a beautiful day today. It's uh, probably as cool as it's going to be for the rest of the day, so we're going to enjoy that. One of my kids said this morning as we're walking out the door, is there a heat wave again today? And I said, yes, the heat wave is going to be here all week. Why? I don't know, but it's here. And so we're going to we're going to get through it. That's just, you know, we're not going to whine. We're not going to complain. We're not going to waste our suffering. We're just going to get through it. Today on the show, Father Rainier is back with us again talking about questions from children. Before we go to any of that, though, let's go to Mike Roberts to find out about today's Saint of the Day. Today is the memorial of the Queenship of the Blessed Virgin Mary. A few days ago, we celebrated Mary's Assumption into Heaven. Today, on the octave day, the eighth day of that feast, we honor her as Queen of Heaven. The beginning of this journey really started with the angel Gabriel, who tells Mary her son Jesus will be called Son of the Most High, and God will give him the throne of David. At the first Council of Trent in the fifth century, the Blessed Mother was proclaimed Mater Dei, Mother of God. In 1954, Pius XII established today as a feast day, celebrating Mary as Queen of Heaven because Jesus is the Heavenly King. In his encyclical to the Queen of Heaven, Pius XII says that Mary deserves this title because she is the Mother of God, because she is closely associated with the new Eve and Jesus' redemptive work, because of her preeminent perfection and because of her intercessory power. And of course, we call upon Our Lady's intercession at the end of every rosary we pray. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. Blessed Virgin Mary, Queen of Heaven, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Well, if you tuned into the show yesterday, you heard Father Michael Rainier with us, and we are spending some time talking about questions that children have asked him 
uh, whether it's after Mass or just around the parish. And Father, you alluded to one yesterday that, that I really, uh, I, I had a good grin going when you said this. When Jesus died, did the animals cry? That's a question you've been asked. So this one, a, a young girl just, just hit me with right after Mass. I was tired. I just wanted a cup of coffee. And she comes up and she asks this question. And I thought, oh, this is a, this is a tough one. I can tell this one's tough. Because after you chuckle a little bit, well, did the animals cry? Then you think, well, did they? <laughs> and and this, this is actually a theologically profound question question. I, so I thought about it for a minute. I think I even took a day and I told her, I, I've got to get back to you on this one. I've got, I've got to do some research. Father Michael's out of his depth on this. So I came back, and this is by no means you know, a, a dogmatic answer, so feel free to quibble with me on it. But I came back with the answer that, yeah, I think they might have. <laughs> they might have cried. Uh, so if we look at the scriptures, the scriptures are very clear that nature itself was affected by sin. So when Adam and Eve sin in the Garden of Eden, all of a sudden their relationship with nature is negatively affected. They have to work to get their food to grow in the fields. Childbearing is difficult suddenly. They don't just have these trees and beautiful, you know, fruitful plants around them from which they can simply live in harmony with nature. So they're cast out, and that's a consequence of sin. And then, of course, when our Lord is crucified on the cross— we know that there was an eclipse of some sort or a supernatural darkness. Everything became very quiet. So clearly nature here is suffering at the death of our Lord. Uh, Dante actually alludes to this when he's walking through. I don't remember which part. Um, it's probably on his, on his way down into the inferno, but I could be wrong about that. But I do remember he sees that a lot of the rocks that he's passing through the passages there, the rocks are broken. And the explanation is there was this great earthquake at the crucifixion, which the scriptures allude to, and everything is in chaos now. And so nature itself has been, has been affected by this. So I thought, well, I don't know if animals necessarily cry or if they feel emotions in this way, but if they could, I do think in that moment they would have, have wept. They would have mourned for the death of our Lord. So that's the answer I came up with. You have me thinking about my dad's dog, because when uh, my nephews came in town for a week earlier in the summer, the dog was so excited that the, the boys were there. And then when they left, she spent the better part of a few days, just my mom and dad said, going through every room of the house constantly in this endless circle, sniffing and looking around. Where where did, you know, I don't even know she was aware that these are human boys, you know, but she knew that there was an absence. So I think it's reasonable. I think your answer is very reasonable. And as you're bringing Dante into the equation, I'm not going to quibble with it. All right. So I, I sort of one-upped you on that. Yeah, no, that's quite all right. <laughs> well, it's, it's a great question and one we wouldn't have thought of if it weren't for a child. So, Father, thank you for that today. You're very welcome. Well, what do you say we have a little catequiz here on the show this morning as we celebrate the Queenship of Mary, the Feast of the Queenship of Mary? I'd like to ask you this question. What came first, the mystery of the rosary or the feast day? What came first, the mystery of the rosary or the feast day of the Queenship of Mary? Well, the answer is that fifth glorious mystery was established first, the coronation of Mary as Queen of Heaven and Earth. And, of course, our belief in this goes back through many centuries and even back to the book of Revelation, where we hear about Mary as the Queen of Heaven. 
and uh, some great articles out there about that. The feast day that we talk about, you know, again, tradition, we, we've held Mary as Queen of Heaven. The feast day was established by Pope Pius Twelfth, Having declared the dogma of the assumption that the Mother of God was assumed body and soul into heavenly glory, he then established the feast of her queenship. He set the date for the octave day. So we're, one, we're the, now the octave after the assumption. August 22nd each year. He wrote... We are instituting a feast so that all may recognize more clearly and venerate more devoutly the merciful and maternal sway of the Mother of God. We are convinced that this feast will help to preserve, strengthen, and prolong that peace among nations which is almost daily destroyed by recurring crises. Is she not a rainbow in the clouds reaching towards God, the pledge of a covenant of peace? So there you have it. Pray your glorious mysteries today. Uh, you can pray the sorrowful mysteries, which we traditionally pray on Tuesdays as well. But you pray the glorious mysteries today too. Pray that that wonderful mystery that we celebrate: the Queenship of Mary, Queen of Heaven and Earth. We're going to get you in our daily dose of encouragement. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. This week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, Patty Schneier will be sharing power prayers with us. And on this Tuesday, Patty, what is the prayer you want to share with us today? Well, as yesterday's, well, the prayer really was not from me. It was from a priest friend who said, Jesus, have your way. And this next one is from my best friend. She's the one that says this all the time. She says, shine light on darkness. Shine light on darkness. Jesus or Blessed Mother, shine light on darkness. Now, I say this one, especially to the moms out there. This is a great prayer for you in your parenting, especially with teenagers, especially. You need to know if your kids are doing something that they shouldn't be doing, right? You need secrets and lies to come to the light sometimes. And really all we need to say is, Lord Jesus, shine light on darkness, right? Shine light on anything that I need to be seeing here that I'm not seeing with my child that I need to know about. And for all of us, for any of our wayward people who are living in sin, shine light on darkness, right? Let them come to see that a life of dissipation does not fulfill. But we also need this for our own souls. I say this to God all the time, Lord, shine the light of your love on my darkness, on the ugly recesses of my soul, Shine light so that I can see my own sin and then I can recognize it and repent. So, yes, we need this for anything going on in our parenting. Shine light on darkness. But, yeah, we really need it for our own souls. Jesus, shine light on darkness. It's a very powerful prayer, and he'll do it if we ask him. Patty, this is a great encouragement for us on this Tuesday. Thank you for sharing it today. You know, I was thinking about that catechiz question, and even before the book of Revelation, if we, you know, just think about our belief, if we believe that Jesus Christ is our king, king of the universe, then at the bare minimum, his mother would be the queen mother. And so this belief, actually, you know, honestly, I, I've been reading some fascinating things saying this goes back to prefigurement in the Old Testament as well. I'm not well versed enough on it to to give a little description here on the show. Um, but there's some, like I said, there's some great writing out there. If you're looking for a great book on the Blessed Mother, uh, Scott Hahn has one called Hail Holy Queen. That's that's a fantastic book. Uh, Archbishop, Venerable Servant of God, Archbishop Fulton Sheen, wrote a book about uh, the Blessed Mother. And now, of course, that I say that, the title of the book escapes me. I believe it's The World's First Love. That's, uh, well, let's look it up here. 
That's it, the world's first love, Mary, the mother of God. Some great books out there on that. Of course, you can't go wrong with St. Louis de Montfort either. And if you've never made the Marian consecration, well, I've got some news for you. We're coming up on a a slew of Marian feast days in the month of October. You need 33 days to prepare to make St. Louis de Montfort's Marian consecration. So this is about the time to be picking out a day that you want to make your consecration on. The Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary in early October is a great one. The Feast of Mary of Victories, um, Our Lady of Lepanto, that's another great one as well. And you have time now to go to your local Catholic bookstore or, or wherever you want to go. You can even find it online, I believe in PDF version, to get St. Louis de Montfort's True Devotion to Mary with preparation for total consecration. Um, there's also Father Gately's consecration as well Uh, i love the louis de montfort one i really do i really do and i encourage you if you've again if you've never made a marian consecration let this be the year let this be the year to make your consecration and if you've already made one maybe it's your anniversary coming up and you'd like to renew it well that would be a great thing to do as well i have to tell you in my life every time every time i've had the humility to let go and trust my intercessions to her care feel like things just work out the way they're supposed to. And there have been some pretty heavy lifts that I've asked her to do. Blessed Mother, can you please take this on for me? Can you be my intercessor? And she has come through for, and, and, and God has answered those prayers for the better, you know, just to help me grow in holiness. I wish I had time to share all of those with you. But I'll say this, if it weren't for the Blessed Mother and her intercession and going to her some 20 years ago, I would not be on the radio with you this morning, I'd probably be out of the church, living a life of sin and uh, sorrow, not finding that fulfillment that I'm finding in a life of prayer and holiness. Speaking of which, we're coming to the end of our show, so let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and of the Son, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. Mary, Queen of heaven and earth, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, some practical things you might do. Stop at the flower shop on your way home tonight. If you've got a statue of the Blessed Mother in your house or in your garden, maybe adorn it with some flowers. Get her some flowers for her feast day. Pray as a family if you are single or you know, maybe you're an empty nester. Invite some friends over and pray the rosary together. Maybe if you're on your way to church right now, you're on your way to morning mass, stay after with some fellow parishioners and pray the rosary together. But do something to honor Mary on this feast of her queenship. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thank you for listening to Roadmap to Heaven this morning. It's a joy to be with you as always. And until next time, I'll just remind you, she asked us to do this every day when she appeared to the children at Fatima. Pray your rosary today.